How are you doing? Not bad, brother. How are you? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Going to see you. Thank you. And you too. I'm uh, suffering from a sore throat today, which is going to be a nightmare for a podcast, but we'll try oh, it. I've been, I've been like that for the last, since I finished filming last week, my whole body's just took this massive sort of like surge where it's like anything but everything I've had in this last week. So, yeah, yeah so I, I know how you feel. Have you managed to avoid the, the Rona? Yeah. So, Aye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> you know, so, apparently there's a new one now that you don't have those symptoms for. Yeah. It's like, really? So, so you don't know you've got it. You've got no symptoms, but it's highly contagious. Let's say... <laughs> let's, let, let's hold comment on that because, do you know, when I was making notes for today, I thought, oh, do not ask him about this. Uh, but then, uh, listen, do you know, it is what it is, isn't it? So, that is so what I'm near, near, nearly, nearly two years on, you know, and... Yeah. This, this two week, this two week curve, this two week thing to flatten the curve. Two years on is, you know, is getting more and more horrific, you know. And unfortunately, we're, you know, people are having to have booster jabs on top of the jabs that we were already guaranteed that would work. So now it's it's just it's yep. chaotic. It's just sad. Is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Which is my say, my favourite saying actually. Right. So. Uh, Lee Charles, everybody, you were first on the podcast in episode 19, which was 40 episodes ago. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, believe it or not. So it's uh, <laughs> this was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So there's lots of stuff hopefully we can we can catch up about. And uh, no pressure, but yours is one of the, 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 the feedback I got when you were on the show was brilliant. Uh, oh, nice. People absolutely <laughs> loved you. They, they really, really did. So, uh, and what's not to love? What's not to love? Thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, where, where to start? <coughs> start by coughing. Uh, I went back and listened to your first appearance. Uh, as I say, if anybody hasn't went back to listen, uh, Lee was first on the podcast in episode 19. And we covered a lot of your martial arts history and uh, gangs had just come out then. Yeah, and, yeah. It's only just been released maybe the week before or so, so that was really good good timing. But uh, let's start off with this. When I was listening back to the episode, and I wrote this down actually, you were talking about <coughs> being at a stage in your life over previous years where you were down in London shooting and uh, you were actually sleeping in a lay-by. One of the stories you told me, yeah. because yeah. just the way the situation was at the time and you were... Everybody thought it was uh, all flamboyant and extravagant life and, and just about the hard work you put in. And then a couple of weeks ago, you posted a photograph on your Instagram <laughs> with Sylvester Stallone. So the first question Lee, I've got for you today is, is let's talk about the drive that's involved in getting where you've got, getting you to where you've got to today. And, and how people achieve that. Yeah, I mean, do you know, I know it's the cliche because obviously it's, it's from the background that I come from. And I think with any any sort of, um, any sort of hobby, but it's more than a hobby, that, that has to install so much discipline and so much perseverance and so much 
um, so much drive and hunger, like the martial arts did for me. Yeah, you know that. Like I, I say to, I, I'll say it all the time, and I'll say it to everyone. That set me up for life. You know, it 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 taught me certain skills that I don't believe you could get anywhere else. Um, yep. You know, my parents were sort of my parents. Uh, took me, you know, obviously the guys that listened to the last podcast, you know, I've become obsessed with Bruce Lee and stuff and I started karate and stuff. But if it, I, th- I honestly believe if, if it wasn't for for my martial arts training and my martial arts background and everything that I did, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. You know, it, it, taught me, it, it taught me so many things about myself. Do you know what I mean? It, it sort of like, it helped me, you know, discover who I was. You know, whether it was waiting all them years to get my black belt, whether it was not being the greatest fighter and having the perseverance to continue to to get beat until then, not to get beat and then become a world champion. It yeah. was like, you know, it just it just taught me taught me so much about who I was as a person. And every time that like um that I, I haven't know and, and, and it's got to the truth every time I haven't know I'm like, okay, right, that's another one I'm gonna prove wrong. You know, I'm gonna you know, you, you you may be saying no to me now, but later down the line, you, you know, you're going to go, didn't we have a minute at some point or didn't? And I think, that, and that attitude comes from a martial art, you know, not being able to, to do a certain kick or do a certain punch or even tie your belt when you first started to tie your belt, yep. you know, that, that, that itself was a chore, you know, and then you, you learn to tie the, that tie the belt the easy way. And then there was the tying the belt where it had no no twists and then it was that way you know yeah. so so for me so for me it was like honestly honestly it, it, it was just a martial arts you know i had i have got good parents um my granddad was my idol you know excuse me he was a workhorse he was a you know he, he was like he, he was like a proper family man and did everything for the family and stuff and yeah. i've probably got traits traits and stuff off him but the, the be on end was the martial arts you know, not being able to do something and persevering so long and so hard until it got to the point where I just think nothing's impossible. I, I honestly believe nothing's impossible. Like, and I honestly believe that, you know, you determine your own fate. I think, I think in today's day and age and now, you know, everyone's built to quit. So, you know, everyone's built to, to give up. You know, we're, we're in this sort of snowflake environment where everybody's trying to cancel someone for saying something that they find offensive. And, you know, 90% of the time it's comedians who that's what their job is. Their job is to, is to, you know, they're not actually going out and saying what they're saying. You know, it's like remove yourself from, from what they're saying and what they're actually doing and listen to what they're doing. You know, they're making a whole thing about it. They're making a joke about it because... It's a joke, but you have this. You have this culture now that is just quick. That that are so quick to quit on themselves and give up on themselves. And I think the way I was brought up, and I think you know, probably yourself. I think that 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 generation is a dying breed. You yeah. know, I think I think people like to to be handed stuff out on a plate. I think people everything. People think think that everything should be easy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I honestly believe you don't learn nothing unless you've had to go through the run of the mill to get where you are and to understand. And I think, you know, that that, that, that goes for everything, you know, every every sportsman, every person that's ever achieved anything. Um, 
and gone on to be to be what they are. For, for me, you know, like I say, the martial arts, you know, I, I just, no matter what style that I got into and what style I did, like, I had to be the best. And what I mean by that is the best for me, not, not compared to anyone else, but yeah. I had to be the best at that that I could get to and that I could do. Um, and I'm still learning now. You know, this is my 40th year. I'm coming up to my 40th year in the martial arts. Yeah. And I'm still learning. And then you've got some player who comes in and trains for three months and goes, oh, it's all the sameness. I'm like, mate, you've been doing it for three months. Do you know what I mean? You can't even put your left foot in front of your right. And you're telling me that, you know, it's 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 that it's that whole nature. And I think I think when you're brought up and you and you you work that hard to 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 get something and to and to, to own it and to and to make it yours, then you know what's needed to 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 take that into doing everything else in life. Um yeah, I probably rambled on a little bit there. Listen, <laughs> not at all. Uh we when we were messaging off off camera, so to speak, uh obviously there's stuff that you know I'm gonna ask you about today and I know yeah. There's stuff you can talk about and stuff you can't, but I'm taking that that we can talk about and every day that follows you would have seen the picture. What 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 can you tell us about that photograph of you and Sylvester Stallone that you put up? Because as um, a super fan, you must yeah. have been in heaven working on that project. Yeah. I mean, you know, just I, I got brought on at the start uh, with the coordinates and stuff and um you know, for me, the expendables, do you know what I mean? I've got a tattooed on my side. You know, I've got, <laughs> I've got Stallone tattooed. I've got Stallone tattooed here, you know. And so so for me, it was sort of, you know, it, it was a, a massive... I mean, obviously, I can't talk about the actual film itself, but yeah. I can talk about, you know, more what it means to me. And, and for me, you know, it, it was... I've always said, and whatever, like, my girlfriends in the past and stuff, and I'm like... I don't know what I'd actually do if I met Stallone or Arnie. You know, it's like, I don't know what I'd do. And I remember that first day on set, and I actually didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was just stood there, and I was like, I am breathing the same oxygen, the same air as Sylvester Stallone. And it's just, you know, it's just, do you know what? Even now, it's madness. I can't, it's still not processed, like, fully that, you know, I had that opportunity um, to be there and to do what I did. Um, but it did, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with Rocky, I've worked with Rambo, I've worked with this guy who was so um, symbolic in me going into a man, which I think everyone around my 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 age and my genre going up, you know, I think I think he was there was probably four four people around that era that that had a massive effect on me, and that was obviously Stallone, Arnie, Bruce, and Jackie. I think, you know, any anyone at my age around that time, if you didn't go out on Friday nights and rent a video for 50p and I had one of them four people in, then your Friday night wasn't complete. Um, so having that opportunity to be there and to, and to do that, you know, it's, you know, no matter how big or small or it was just, it was massive. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it, it's a massive thing to me. And um, I remember sending the picture to my mum and dad of me and me and Sly and um I, I sent it and my mum's like wow and then I swear to god within an hour she sent me a back and she's like look what we've done 
and my dad had sent it to Tesco's, blew it up like this big in a frame, and they've took the house, the, the, the clock down in the house, the house clock down to put this picture. I mean, you know, well, I mean, it's, you know, I don't think people, it, it's people like Stallone, the likes of your Stallones, the likes of your Arnie's, you know, the likes of your, you know, Clint Eastwood's and stuff like that. I, I, I don't think we appreciate them enough and it won't be until, unfortunately, that they pass that you'll realise how, how, how significant an effect they had on you, you growing yeah. up. I mean, you know, unfortunately now, this, you're not allowed to be a man no more in society and this whole this whole stereotype of the masculine the mas, the masculizing is that the right word um men yeah you're not allowed to be like you're not allowed to be men you're not allowed to do that no more and it's I'm like it's fucking nuts I'm like what you know we we grew up in a genre where it was just like you know Actually, men and you went out and and they you know and you looked up to them and they, and they would be your heroes, they were like your idols. Yeah, you know you were like you were like wow, look at that. They, they were just they were like this. They were like superheroes. Yeah. It was like watching a superhero on, on thing. Yeah, but then within that, you know, like Stallone, he wrote Rocky. He like he wrote Rocky. He won an Oscar for for Rocky. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you've got to get into to this this mindset. This this guy has had this career, which has just churned out blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. Now, whether people like that or not, it doesn't matter. But to the people that it had this symbolization, um, you know, Rocky had a massive, a massive hold in me, more so than Rambo, because I grew up in a fighting background. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 underdog of that million to one shot of going out and being able to do it. I hung on to that my whole life. Yeah. My even now, right? Even now, even though I hate running and I despise running, right? I have run to the same soundtrack, and I I have run to the same soundtrack since I was about fourteen, and that's the Rocky story, yep. which is basically Rocky one, two, three, and four, and it's a mixture of, of of that thing, and it's the same soundtrack. That's the only thing I run to. I don't run to nothing else. Yeah. Because I know my pace, I know my, I know my distance, I know my speed. I know when I need to step her up and bring it down, and yeah. and I've done I've done the same music, you know. I, I don't think there's anyone. My little boy now, every time we get in the, in the car, it's like, Dad, can you put the eye tiger on? Eye tiger, eye tiger. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like so. For, I mean, for me, I don't know. You know, it's like it's just a massive, you know, tick bucket tick list you know it's just yeah. it's just huge you know and getting getting an opportunity to to listen to him and to to take direction off him and see see him work and do what he did was was phenomenal so um and i just you know i hope hope this one will be as big as what what all the other ones were which i'm sure it will because there's, there's been a massive gap since since the last one so yeah yeah <clears throat> talking about you personally then and I think this goes back to the original question from what, what do you have or, or what do you think's missing in people that you got from point A to point B and point B now is appearing in movies alongside one of the biggest film stars of all time. It's that drive that I want to investigate today. It's that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like it's perseverance and hard work. No one's willing to work hard no more. 
no one's no one's willing to 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 put that effort in and, and serve it. You know, I'm I'm quite I'm not going to say lucky because it's not luck I've worked hard for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you know, it's it's just like you create luck. You know, I think I think I think the term the terminology the term lucky people misunderstand. Like, and it's like everyone just hears lucky and think it's just oh, it was just by fluke. It's not by fluke. It's creating them opportunities. It, it's 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 being in there. It's doing them shit jobs that you didn't want to do. It's the sleeping and the laybys. It's the having to bother ten quid off your mum so you can put some fuel in your car to drive down the road to to get from A to B. Um, and I, I just I, I honestly I think I think nowadays I think you know I, I just don't I, I think it's just work ethic. You know, it's it's down to work ethic. I, I've always like what was that? I've always wanted these people being. Be, these people that I believe in who I am I always have and whether you know I don't I don't count this like money as being successful I don't money money comes and goes it doesn't matter money doesn't doesn't matter you know like something could happen tomorrow like it did two years ago and it's wiped people's businesses out do you know what I mean yeah my success my success comes in here it comes from my heart, and if my heart's full, and I feel like happy, and I think, do you know what? Like, I mean, such with the don'ts, but if I die tomorrow, I've left a bit of a legacy. I've done things that nobody else that like that from where I've grew up from has been able to do. I've had that drive. Um, again, you know, coming back to what you said, I, I just think it's hard work and perseverance, especially now. People just quit on themselves. I, I I don't understand why anyone would quit on themselves. I don't, and it's you know whether that's peer pressure, whether that's you know coming from um, from uh, pressure of of how they think they have to live up to something or this ideal like of, of what society's created for us all to to be like and and to and to and to, and to do. You know, it's like. If they don't do it immediately and people can't see the results, that's that's not that's not good enough. It needs to be now. Yeah. I need to have this stigma and this this sort of like this falsification where like you know the, the I, there's a saying, isn't there? And I I, I it, this I personally think this is the worst saying in the world, <laughs> which is fake it and fake it until you make it. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like anyone that says fake it till you make it till you make it right. Get a big wet fish and slap them across the face. Right, because you don't fake anything. You work hard. You keep that work ethic, and you just work. Don't fake something. Don't pretend something you're not. Because then you're just digging this massive hole for yourself, where you're you're trying to live up to this persona that is is not who you are. I mean, um, I think everybody's out to please other people and not themselves as well. Whereas I, I don't give a shit about anyone. Like, honestly, I genuinely don't. Like, if, 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 unless someone has a significant influence in my life and has a direct influence in my life, I don't care. Yeah. You know, if I'm out shopping, I don't want to stop and speak to Johnny and him to tell me about his family and how he is and stuff like that because I'm not bothered. It's like, you just, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't, it's like, I'm not being rude. But yeah. it's like I get a little time to myself, you know, and the time that I do get to myself, 
I just need to do what I want to do. And it's like, I, like, I, I don't need, I don't feel the need to stop it. Like, stop it. I'll go hi. I'll say hi. Yeah. yeah everyone knows I'm an antisocial. I'll say hello to people. That's fine. But don't stop me and tell me that, oh, you know, so and so. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, I'm not bothered. I'm really not bothered. I'm generally like, it's, it, and, and I think like most of these people, they won't talk about like good things. They won't talk about, they will, they will tell you like loads of negativity. And I'm like, keep that negativity away from me. I it's think not, that's it's the not, point you're trying to make. I think that's yeah. the point you're trying to make. Yeah. You don't want that, that negativity coming in your, your, your bubble. So that's why you yeah. don't care about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I keep, do you know what? I keep myself to myself and everyone always gets to me and everyone always like says, and I'm terrible. Like my mate will phone and I'll, I'll, I'll look at the phone and I'll go, do I have to? Do I have to answer? And then by the time I've debated whether to answer it, it's gone. I'll just text them. What's up, mate? Yeah. And he's like, you're just a nightmare. Why do you answer the phone? I'm like, I just can't be bothered speaking. Just text me. And it, it, it's not like, I, I think what it is, is, I mean, especially for me, like coming from the background that I've come from and being a fighter, when I, when I was fighting and stuff, I was very egotistical in terms of, you know, you, you have to have that ego, you have to have that drive and stuff. And when I was fighting, I always, I think I felt like a fall for like, like attention, even though I was, I was still a little bit, I felt like I had to please everyone, if that made, made sense. I yeah, had yeah. to be this sort of like pleaser, whether, you know, and it was, and it, all I come down to was ego. It was, it was that ego of, of fighting and stuff. You know, you look at, you look at fighters now and athletes now and the way that they behave and stuff. Um, you know, you couldn't have like a GSP now because the world don't like people like that. Sad. The world, the world don't like good people. They don't like, you know, they want like this whole trash talking society, this negativity, and it's like it sells fights. And I'm like, does they or does it just make them look like a moron? You know, it's it's like because it does, it just makes them look like an idiot. Yeah. Um. To to the to to intelligent people. Uh. So yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I I I keep myself to myself because I can't have this sort of um. My vision, my vision can't be clouded by other people's opinion, and and if I was to say to people, I mean, I, I've said it in the past. Um, like, I, I used to have this massive dojo. It was like a seven, eight thousand square foot dojo. Why, eleven years ago, ten years ago, uh, I lost it. I lost everything in the process. Like, don't go into why, but I lost everything. Then when Stallone put that video up, you could see me on the video. One of the lads who used to train in my dojo messaged me and he just put, was that you in that fucking video? <laughs> and I, so I just put a wink and he went, no, seriously, mate. And I just put, yeah. And he was like, I'm telling you now, he went, I was in you because I used to have a massive Expendables poster. I got it from the cinema. It used to hang from the ceiling all the way down. Yep. Um, it was probably about 12, 15 foot. It was massive. And he said to me, he went, I remember 10 years ago, you turned around, dead serious, and went, I'm going to be in Expandables. <laughs> and he went, I've seen that video, and I just thought, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, you know, you said that, that, that you know, that, that, time, that, that time ago. And I think it's like, you know, 
for me, I cut I cut people off who were really really close to me, like really close to me. You know, I I love them, I still love them, but they weren't good for my energy. They yeah. weren't good for where I needed to go. They weren't they weren't good for my drive. They weren't good for where I where I needed to see myself in the future. Um, instead, they sort of they lived. Um, they, they lived their life the way they wanted to do it. And I just thought, you know what, there needs to come a point where I need to make a decision myself and say, I, I, my, my goals and my life and my, the, the stuff that I want to achieve doesn't fall into this, this realm that I'm in at the moment. And it doesn't form into this, into to what we're doing and how we are. Um, and I just made it, I made the decision. I made the decision to probably cut 99% of the people of my life who were really close to me. Um, I've got probably two mates. <laughs> you know, you. Two, 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 two close friends. Yep, I hear you. Um, you know, when it just, I think, I think being in the industry I'm in as well, like sort of normal people don't understand what it is that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, like you were saying last time, you think it's all glam, you think it's all glitz and stuff like this. And, and you know, uh, like, is it? Probably not. You know, it's it's hard work. You know, it's hard work. It's hard, hard graft. You know, and every person that's in there, you know, you know, down from from the low levels to the high levels of of all work hard to to get where they are and to and to do what they do. Um, and it takes it takes it takes a certain certain individuals to be able to do that. What, definitely. One of the one of the things that. Is very clear when you when you're you're chatting to yourself and when you think about anybody who's ultimately been successful. And again, coming back to your point, I don't just mean financially successful. So when you were talking, I remember that dojo you're talking about. Uh, I remember seeing it in social media and the size and stuff. And 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 that's to be personal about myself for a minute. That's one of my sort of lifetime dreams. Is to yeah. have a big school. And I often think about the failure if you got it and then you lost it. But looking at someone like you for inspiration, that's that's one chapter that closed and then you've went on and you might have failed another 10 times after that. Yeah. And I think people are... Just, so just, I'll, I'll let you into a secret rise. So well, I'll let everyone into a secret because everyone's listening to it. <laughs> um, about eight years ago, eight years ago, I had a breakdown because of a full-on breakdown. So couldn't couldn't come out the house, couldn't stop crying. You know, I'd lost, I've lost everything. I've lost my home, my car. I've lost my business. I've lost all my money. I had, I had nothing. I'd moved back to my parents. Um, I got divorced, um, and it was like one thing after another. I took its toll on me, and then one day. I woke up and I just didn't know who it was anymore. Um, and and, I, and I, I remember, like, I was in my mum's and I just couldn't come out of my room. I was like, day after day, I was sitting there, I was crying. I, I didn't know why I was crying. I'd get myself into these these, these states and stuff. And then I, uh, you know, I, I, not everybody's made of iron and stone and like this thing and we're not and I think the harder the hardest thing to to accept and I think I think a lot of that stuff 
it again was come down to, like the way I was putting this pressure on myself and the way I, I, it made me feel because I, I, I felt like I'd lost. I felt like I'd like completely failed. And do you know what? I woke up one day and I just thought, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking Lee Charles. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I was working boxing champion. I was like, why am I bothered about all these things? If these things were meant to be in my life, they would still be there. And, and do you know what? And, and I sat there and I thought to myself, right, okay, so today is the day that I changed. I didn't, I didn't go out. I didn't post on social media for attention the way people do. You know, and it's like, this, this, you know, this is another thing. You know, it's sort of like, which pisses me off with this whole sort of, you know, I'm depressed, you know, I've got things. You're not, you're attention seeking, you're not fucking depressed. If, if, you, if, you, if you really understood what it meant to be going through a bad time, the last thing you'd want to do in your fucking life is to be posting all over social media. I'm sorry, you're just a media whore. You, it's got nothing to do with, with anything. You're just an attention whore, you want attention. You're crying out for attention. Which people do, it's fine. And you know, I, I get I get that. But it's this it's the devil, it's the work of the devil. You know, if, if you ever find yourself in that place, you need to surround yourself with people who are there for you, not strangers who will stick their little two bit in. You know, if I put good news on social media, I'll get 20 likes. If I put bad news on social media and put I'm gonna rip someone's head off and I'm gonna do this, that, and the other, I'll have two thousand likes. Yeah. Because like I said before, people aren't interested in good things no more. They just want shit. So I'm like, so it's like, I don't understand why people would ever sort of place that negativity on, on stuff. And the only way that you heal and the only way that you get strong is to surround yourself with, with, with people like that. And I had that, you know, I was at my mum and dad's, I was at my, my mum and dad's, they were there for me every day. And in the end, I saw sort of like, you know, I went and seen people, I went and spoke to people. Um, but I made the decision where I had to heal myself. It wasn't down to anyone else. It wasn't down. It wasn't down to like being there and like I needed to stop feeling sorry for myself. And I, I was like, and it's like I'm here once. I'm, I I don't have another go at this. I don't have I don't have another opportunity to. So I, I thought to myself, stop wallowing and all yourself pity. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and fucking do something about it. Do something productive. Do you know what I mean? What do I know? I know how to fight. Went and worked on the doors again. It was the easy way for me to make money. Do you know what I mean? And so I went and worked on the doors. I did the doors for a bit. I started getting money back in. Started, found a flat, moved into a flat. I moved into a flat. I had a pillow, I had a bed sheet, and I had a TV. That was it. I wouldn't accept any, any presents off anyone. Because I want, I needed to build myself back up. I needed to, I needed to re-identify who I was, and I needed to do that without having people deal with, deal with, deal with things different. This is the way I needed to do it, and I needed to, needed to do this. So, so for me, like, it, it, like you know, obviously, because I don't want listeners listening and thinking that like me just going, it's all just all about hard work. It's just all about perseverance. You know, I want them to know that. I have had them shit times. Like, like shit, I hit rock, rock bottom. Like, like just like a lot of people do. Like, and it's like, and it's not, it, it, it's not an easy thing to come out of. But the, but the, the, the best thing that you can do 
is never give up on yourself. That's one thing I never did. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had the self-pity, I had the self-following, I had the feeling of feeling sorry for myself and, and stuff. But then once I realized, like, this is me, this is my life, this is the one time and the only opportunity that I get to be here and to make something happen. And then since then, well, you know, you know the rest of those the last eight years. You know, I just, I just, I just, you know, I never stop. I even, I even come out of retirement and fall for a world title. Get them on that. Twenty eight seconds. You know, it's just, you know, it's you've you've got to take these bad opportunities and sort of like, like, turn them into something else. Make make them the fire that fuels you. You know, you know, it's like, and don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Like the, the, this is there's this, this one thing about this like generation and this society and everything now is that everybody worries about what everyone else thinks, and they're, they're like, oh well, I can't do that because you know what will so and so say? Fuck so and so, they're not living your life. Yeah, it's not their life. It's yeah. not their life. Do you know what I mean? It's like this is your life. You need to do what's right for you. Do you know what I mean? As long as you're not hurting anyone in the process. You know, like I mean, like you know, you know, if, if people understand what your what your goal is and what your journey is about and where you want to go, now people like to us like sit there and go, "Fucking hell, who's, who's he think he is?" Do you know what I mean? Who's, who's, well, he wants to work in movies. Shut up. You know what I mean? You're from Rock Ferry. You used to work in a, in a video shop. That's the only that's the closest thing you're going to get to work in movies. You know, it's 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 having that, that you know. Have the right people around you. Have, have the people who support you. You know, and and do things for you. You know, but without a shadow of a doubt, the only person in this life that will help you do anything is you. And it, it's like, and you've got to have that mindset. You know, don't think you're a failure just because someone said no a thousand times. Knock in the next door. Someone will say yeah. You know, how many times, you know, how many times, you know, if you try to do a certain technique or, you know, I don't know if I said this in the first time. Imagine giving up the first time you tried to walk as a baby. Seriously. But you know why you don't? Because you've got no one's opinion when you're a baby. So you just get up and do it. You just get up and you don't stop until you know how to do it. Imagine the first time you tried to speak and you you couldn't do it and you just give up. And it's like, it's, it's like, you, we live in a society where, like, the, the TV dictates all stuff to us, and the media dictates stuff to us, and what, you know, especially with what's going on now, and this divide that they're trying to create between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. It's like, it's, 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 it's horrific. But we live in a society where it's like, it's giving you an, an opinion, um, and it's, it's how people are perceiving things. Have I ever told you about the, the situation where, um, like, I always use this story, and this 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 this, this is a story of for, for me, and I use it, and I say to people all the time, it's like how poisonous some things can be. So Let's go ahead. say I come, to, so say, say I come to work, come to work with you, and um, and then I say to you, I say to you, oh, do, do you know Dave? And you go, yeah, yeah, I know Dave. And I go, yeah, he's a fucking, he's a one He's an absolute, he's a muppet, right? So now you see me in work every single day. And every day that you see me, I'm saying the same things about Dave, right? And I'm having this, this feed in your head 
where I'm telling you all this negativity about Dave and Dave and Dave. So say a month goes by and you bump into someone in the street and you start talking and they go to you. Obviously, oh, Dave, the first thing you'd say is, yeah, he's a muppet. Because you've been programmed to do that. Yeah. You would, it's not what you want to, to say, but it, because the, the, the uh, information that's coming in about him and this negativity, it just stores into your brain and you'll end up saying stuff that you haven't thought about because it's been pre-programmed or preset and preset in your head. So, so it's having, like, like I was saying before, remove that negativity, you know, get yourself in an environment that sort of like you can feed off, that you can learn off, that you can, you can know that this is what's going to inspire you. You know, when you get up every morning, stuff that like makes you get out of bed. You know, I'd like if I don't know what time to get out of bed. If people don't get up out of bed before seven o'clock, you've wasted your day. You've wasted your day because by the time you've got yourself set and reset and ate and got yourself ready, you're coming up to nine, ten o'clock in the morning. Your morning's already gone. Then you then you're in work and you're already a grumpy bastard because you haven't decided to set the day up right and you haven't got there. Then it's dinner time. Then you have your lunch. So you have your lunch, and then because you've had your lunch, you start feeling lethargic and you have this like lethargic attitude. And all you want to do is wait for work to finish. Get up earlier. Get up earlier and get rid of all this pre-negativity before you you, you start your day. I get up at five o'clock every day. Yeah. Every every day, I get up get up at five o'clock every day. But I'm in the gym most of the time and training because I need to feed myself with this positivity before the day starts, so that any negativity that comes in, I've already got rid of the negativity that was holding on to. So I can just pass it off. I can just get rid of it. Yeah, I can just I can just go right. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the keep this focus and stay and stay positive. <laughs> I think we'll just stop the podcast now. And we'll go training after that. <laughs> 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 uh, my god right so there's, there's 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 powerful stuff in there uh, and I think we'll just let that sit because we'll let people uh, go in and sort of digest that themselves without me asking further questions so uh, right I remember on the first podcast we done we were talking about our boys and you'll laugh at this uh, and then you'll get all excited again as you should do uh, we were talking about our boys and we were talking about how uh, until my wee boy was five, he thought I was Batman. <laughs> and then he started saying, hold on, Dad, Batman's got a six-pack and you definitely <laughs> have a six-pack uh, and things like that. But your wee guy, his dad, has been Batman. So, yeah. and this is coming out I'm actually, we're recording this on Thursday, guys. Uh, this is going to be released on, on Friday, a day earlier this week, and that is the release date for 1986, is it? Yeah, yeah, it comes, so, comes This is an indie yeah. movie that, that Lee is, is, is starring in as Batman. So tell us about this. Batman. Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine, Jacob, got in touch with me, uh, and he sent me this message. And then I read the message at first. It was about a short movie and stuff like this. And I sort of glanced at it, didn't really read it. And then, and then I reread it and I was like, has he just asked me to be Batman? <laughs> so I messaged him back and I was like, have you just asked me to be Batman? And he was like, yeah, I went, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> and he was like, you don't want to read it. And I was like, I'm doing it. it might, I'm like, you're asking me to be Batman. 
I was like, I'm never going to get, like, the chances of me getting this opportunity again to be Batman is going to be, like, very slim. So, um, so I spoke to James Campbell, the director and stuff, and James James has got, like, the same sort of movie taste as me, you know, the John Carpenter, came from New York, and yeah. sort of like that, sort of, like, neon 80 sort of, sort of vibe, and he wanted to take this Batman down, and he wants to make him a little bit more raw, so... Um, like Frank Miller novels, yep. you know, a little bit, yep, yep. little bit growling. Um, so yeah, you know, I thought, you know, how are you know, I, when we're ever gonna don the cowl again, you know, I'm, I'm like 18 stone, you don't get many 18 stone Batmans, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, well, you know, go for it, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how people receive it, like when it comes out tomorrow. Um, and hope, hopefully, um, Hopefully they enjoy it. You know, it, it was it was it was really fun to make. A lot of hard work's gone in from from James and the production team and everyone behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Cornelius who plays the Joker, and, you know, fabulous. You know, then you, you you've got um, uh, Lawrence who was in the uh, Human Centipede. He's playing Penguin. Right. Um, Michelle is playing this like Russian. You know, like the 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 all the, 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 the there's a lot of strong characters and then and there's obviously me and, and Mark who, who was Trojan from, from um, Gladiators back in the day. Right, uh, he's, playing, he's playing the Punisher so you got you got the Punisher and Batman in this show together. Um, I've seen I've seen rough cuts and rough edits and, and it looks good man you know so um, you'll have to let me know what my Batman voice is like. <laughs> the, 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 I've only seen stills so far and the stills looked the stills that were tremendous. They really, really bad. They yeah. look really cool. What yeah. was the- I mean, Hicks, Hicks, the lad who took the photos, the photographs. Um, Hicks, he like, he, uh, he's a phenomenal photographer. He does models. He takes pictures. He takes pictures of models and stuff. And it was the first, I think he said it was the first time he'd done like proper stuff. And he was taking these pictures and they were dead dark. And I was like, wow. And then he sent me like the edits. And I was like, I was like, that's me. That's me yeah. as Batman. So, um, so yeah, you know, just uh, I just hope it's I hope it gets the you know I think people have got to take into consideration that you know it's it, it was it's a fan based film you know it's it's a low budget it's done for about I think it's about fifteen minutes um, and you know considering the time that we had and and what we've done and stuff you know I, I, I think it's I think it's pretty special I think it's good yeah you know I mean at the end of the day. I'm Batman, so <laughs> listen, yeah. Uh okay, so the next question, <clears throat> excuse me, the next question attached to that uh is is an honest question, but it's me gonna try and be sneaky a wee bit, all right. Okay. So, so, so stick with me. So the what's the main differences between work or, or what do you enjoy? Uh What's similar or what's different between working on indie sort of short movies and some of the blockbuster stuff that might be coming out soon, or you might have had a part in, or anything <laughs> else? <laughs> um, I've got a bit of host, remember, Lee? I've, I've got to try. I've got to try. I'm so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've got, I've got. Um, three superhero movies that I've done over the last like 12, 18 months that I've been involved in, um, which I'm privileged to, to 
uh, to have been involved in this stuff um, yeah. and, and, and being able to do it. And I think, the, you know, the process with any, t- any type of filmmaking and any, any type of thing, you know, it, everything runs different, you know, on your low-budget things, you're trying to get so much done in such a, such a short space of time because you haven't got the budget to be able to, to do stuff. So everything's sort of like 100 mile an hour and comes in, whereas then you'll go on to some, like, really large you know, major movies that I've got a lot more time and a lot more, um, you know, sort of funding to be able to t- take the time to, to to get what they need to do. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm I'm honestly like the 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 last the last few years in this industry, like I am like living my dream. You know, I'm a mass I'm a massive film geek. <laughs> You know, I got to work with Gareth Evans when I did Gangs of Gangs of London from the raid. Um, you know, I've worked with Gary Allman, Olga Kulilenko, you know, of Fort Dave Batista, you know, you know, obviously, you know, the the expendables thing. And you know, I'm just you know, I wake up some mornings and go, you know, is this really happening? <laughs> you know, and it's also, you know, I'm you know, uh I'm just, I just feel that I feel that grateful and I feel that honor, honored and privileged to be able to be able to do the things that I'm doing, to be able to sort of, you know, that the lad, this lad who fell in love with Bruce Lee and just wanted to learn how to kick and punch and wear Chinese Kung Fu suits all the time was there. My little boy's just knocking on the door. Can I just well, let him Yeah, like, absolutely. Two yeah. sets. Just ruining the whole interview. Okay. Uh, there's bags on there. You can send to me. Um, I'm just, I'm just on doing an interview with you. Um, he's here. He's just had to come and pick his bag up. No worries. So yeah. So I feel that I feel like really honoured and privileged to be able to sort of be doing what I'm doing. And um, and I finished last week on the on the last thing I was on. I thought I'm gonna give myself a little bit of time, yeah. you know, and have a few weeks off and. No, I got another job today. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm back at it from next week. Um, but you know what? You know, like I, like I said before, to to be able to sort of live out this this sort of boyhood fantasy that I did from when I was a kid to be in the position to actually be doing it is like you know driving to Warner Brothers Studios every morning, you know and. Seeing yeah. that big, the, the big one with a sign on the building, and you know you can't help but smile. You can't help but look at it and go, you know, this is like crazy shit. Um, but yeah, so it's good. Right, the next wee part is uh, a wee bit different to what we've done the last time. So okay. uh, I've actually written down some quick fire questions for you, but <laughs> uh, I don't know why I've called it that because. Lee Charles being Lee Charles, there'll be nothing quick fire about this at all. So <laughs> it's just I don't usually write questions, but these are fun ones that I really okay. wanted to ask you. So f- feel free to elaborate as much as you want, right? Okay. Yeah. So here we go. I-, I said I was only going to give you one of these, but you can pick two or three. Favorite okay. martial artist and why? Of all Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Okay, so well. Bruce Lee, he, 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 he was he was the, the guy that pioneered it for everyone. 
you know, obviously martial arts on the scene during the time, but he broke down so many barriers recently. You know, he had all up the, the prejudice. He was the first, he was he was the first real superstar um that transgendered through every ethnicity that appealed to, you know, everyone. You know, he, he, he just broke down barriers that I don't think will ever ever be replicated again. You know, there's you only get certain people like him that come into the world, like him, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, probably Michael Jackson. You know, there's, there's, there's very few people that come into this world that have that symbolization where they can appeal to everyone from every era, from every genre that, you know, you know, and, you know, you look, you know, he died, what, 1973? You know, my little boy's obsessed with him. You know, he's six. You know, for someone to, to still be able to do that, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's just boggling to, to, to still today um, to, to, to be that big. You know, he was just a massive influence. See, just nicely going off script again here, but that's that's all good. Just when you, you were getting back to Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and you see a picture of Rocky, or you see a picture of uh, Schwarzenegger as in the Terminator or whatever, and you hold that poster up in any country in the world. Yeah. No, and those yeah. like you're talking about uh, Michael Jackson or Ali or Bruce Lee. You just get those people, don't you? That that just kind of yeah. No, yeah. Did they come along? Did they come along? Very rarely, but when when they do, they they leave their stamp on the world, and it's a it's a significant stamp as well. You know, you, you look at like what what Bruce created and what he's left after he's gone, and that small impact, that small amount of time, that impact he had on the world within them few years. Yeah, was was massive, gigantic, you know, and it's it's sort of like, you know, it's it's mind-boggling to think that one person could change something so vast, yep. you know, and, and change people's minds to, to how things are, and you know, Bruce is just a legend, so yeah, Bruce is the man. So I think <clears throat> talking about your area, actually down down towards Liverpool. I think the Beatles recorded for less than 10 years. They actually, their span of albums was less than 10 years. And look what they achieved. It was like, you just get these yeah. people that come along every now and yeah. again. Uh, right. Uh, favourite movie of all time? Favourite movie of all time, no martial arts Inception. Inception is just like perfect. It was the first first movie I ever watched in IMAX. It's my it's my go-to movie, like whenever I want inspiration or feel inspired and stuff. I think it's like I think Christopher Nolan's a god at what he does anyway. I think you know, he's just he's just he's just mad. But you know, to put that cast together during that time and to like I say, it was the first film I'd ever seen in IMAX and I was just mesmerized by it, you know, and like even the soundtrack, you know, Hans Zimmer soundtrack, you know, time. And it's just it's just got so many, so many like masterful things in that in, in that and you look at the people that were in it and where they are now yeah. and you just like you know these are the people that like uh, are like significantly have a massive a massive effect you know on on, on the cinema world as we know at the moment so so yeah without a shadow without inception that that's that's good that and interstellar interstellar for nolan was just yeah i i've watched that about 20 times and i still 
I'm still picking different bits up on that movie. Uh, <laughs> Favourite actor of all time and why? Robert De Niro. So, Robert De Niro, okay. Yeah. Robert De Niro. I just think, I think, you know, especially in his early, you know, unfortunately, the, like the way people are seeing him now, because obviously, he's, you know, he's a little bit older and his, his roles are a little bit, a little bit different. But, you know, back in the back in his heyday, Robert De Niro wouldn't take anything that didn't challenge him and didn't sort of like, you know, challenge his acting abilities and stuff. And I think he, you know, he was the sort of, he was the, he set the grounding for everyone. He set the grounding for the likes of Daniel Day-Lewis. He set the grounding for, for other people to follow. You know, when you look at the roles that he's done and like how, how vast his characters are, and how much they change, you know, you know, you know, you have to like you watch the Day Hunter, you know, just an incredible movie, and then, but then you go to Taxi Driver, which is completely different, yeah. you know, and then you know you you could go to like Goodfellas, and then obviously in around about eighty six he did Midnight Run, which was completely different again. It was the first time he'd ever like sort of gone into this comedy genre. Yeah. And you were like, that's the hero doing comedy, you know, and it's just you. Know, I I just think, you know, he he was. I think he's just the godfather of acting. He was, he was sort of like, he was the one that sort of, you, you could you could have him in anything. And, you know, even his, his directorial debut in A Bronx Tale, you know, you know another you know, fantastic movie. You know, yeah. even his early stuff, This Boy's Life with, with DiCaprio, you know, if you, if you go through his, his whole back catalogue and you look at, like, some of the stuff that he did, did at the start, um, he, was, he was just phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, and, you know, Godfather 2, Amazing, you know, he just he's just I, I think he's just one of them actors that you, you just sit there and you just watch and you just think like how can you just be that great? <laughs> you know, for like just a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. The 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 Irishman was quite sort of polarizing. I absolutely loved it. I yeah. watched it twice actually. I, I thought I thought it was fantastic. The Irish yeah, I think the before I think the only thing that went down was the CGI, wasn't it? The CGI was not on par. And I think that that pulled it down. But if you if you look beyond that and you look in terms of performances, you know you've yep. got the old boys back together. You know you, you yep. know your Joe Pesci's, you know your Al Pacino, you know De Niro, and it's like like I think I think what people have got to understand is is that we we're not going to be able to continually have that anymore. You know we're all growing up, we're all growing old, and we're all going to die. Yeah. You know, and and I think people need to to appreciate more like of how. Great that that them that them guys are what what they do. You know Joe Pesci, you know phenomenal actor. Yeah, phenomenal like phenomenal phenomenal. But Joe Joe Pesci's always overlooked because he's yeah. always he's always in the presence of greatness. But then them guys wouldn't be as great as they are if it wasn't for his performances to hold them up. Yeah. So you just sort of like so yeah. I mean you know for me De Niro hands down. Okay, one more one more fun one, and then I've okay. got. I've got two, maybe deeper ones uh, to, to bring us sort of full circle. I would guess. So, last sort of light lighter one. If you could have been in any movie in history, which movie and what do you love about it? Oh, any that's movie. a hard one. Hard one. Oh, honestly. Yep. Ends the dragon. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I would have made a better rope. <laughs> yeah, you probably would have done. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, probably into the dragon. So, I just, I just think like again, you know, that 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 iconic movie that just broke the barriers of everything, wasn't it? It just sort of like it just sort of you know 
changed that, that that one movie single-handedly changed the world um and changed people's perception of martial arts um if not that oh i don't know star wars maybe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know i mean there's that many iconic movies rocky rambo commando um i don't know i'd, I'd like to do some i would like them, them sides apart, you know, to be in something like Inception or Interstellar or Tenant or, you know, something that sort of like gives me the opportunity to to perform and, and show my performance and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, do you know what? I'm grateful to, to work in movies. But have I ever, ever had one movie that I could go back and I could be in? Ends of the Dragon. Definitely. <laughs> and I'd, I'd, teach Jim, I'd teach Jim Kelly how to do a sidekick properly as well. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so uh, let me think what order I'm going to ask you these in. Uh, yeah, let's go with this one. The best decision you've ever made. So this could be about anything at all. And I, I think that one of, the, one of, the, one of the, the best bits, and I think one of the bits that people loved the last time you were on was how honest you are, uh, uh. And how honest you are with your advice and, and your sort of, we spring uh, wisdom, but what's the best decision you've ever made? Best decision I've ever made. Oh, it's just a different thing. It was probably to leave my job, you know. And I was I was in the Isle of Creed in the police. Um okay, so right. yeah, and I got Benny the Jeff phoned me up and that offered me the chance to work in a movie and they wouldn't give me the time off to do it. Um so I quit. <laughs> I did, you know, it was like I didn't I didn't have I, do you know what? I didn't even I didn't even do the pros and cons of it. It was just a case of like you know when am I ever going to ever be asked to be in a movie again? Um, and it was such a life changing decision in terms of it could have went like tipped up, you know, it could have, it could, have, it could have completely changed. So probably it was it was that. I think I think it was that decision that changed my life in terms of like you know. Excuse me, that was probably the biggest life changing decision I've ever made in, in terms of um, in terms of where I am today. Yeah. Definitely. See, this is this is what I mean about people. You think you and the people who do what you do think differently. Like I, I, I sort of teach martial arts, do the podcast play a bit of music really, really badly. Uh, I, I like to do different things. But even at that, having said all of that, I just can't ever think of why someone would just quit the police force. Do you know, it's like, I, I, I think, and I don't mind admitting this, I'm a lot more scared than what I would like to be. And I think I'm scared yeah. for a lot of people. You know, it's like yeah. I, 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 again, but I think that comes down to comes down to society and what society society depicts on you, doesn't it? And no, it's, I, it's it's not yeah. it's, it's not you're not bothered about like because who's asked if you got money or you have not money? It doesn't yeah. make any odds. It doesn't. Yeah. What it comes down to is like people is like people going, you did what, <laughs> and now you've got nothing. So, so you give up all that for nothing. Yeah. And I just think for me, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. You know, if I have to like put something on chips and wrap it in a newspaper and sell it to get money, I'll do it. Yeah. But if I don't take that chance and that opportunity to that that has been given to me by you know someone as great as as Benny Aguirre, 
then I'm like, I'd be, I'd be a bit of a knob to, 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 not, to not do that. And I know, like, everyone takes into consideration and it's like, you know, the, the negativity and what can happen and, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And, and it did. And a lot of things changed after that. You know, it hasn't all been plain sailing, and you know, as as I've, as I've said in this, but but you know what? It's like how many times are them opportunities going to come along? You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's having it's 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 just having the self belief to go. Do you know what? If it doesn't work out. I'll do something else. You know, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, God, and this God's honest truth. You know, touch wood, it doesn't. But if the movie thing ended tomorrow. My life doesn't end there. I've done everything I've set out as I wanted to do. I'll go and work in Tesco's and stack shelves. I'm not, I'm not, my my ego and my pride doesn't fucking stop me from going to working, doing normal jobs. Because it's got nothing to do with that. Do you know what I mean? You know, I'm in a position where I'm in because of where I've worked hard and I've got to where I, I, I need to go. I'm 46 next month. Do you know what I mean? I'm not stupid. I know. This will come to an end at some point, and it won't. I won't be getting as much work as what I normally be getting. So you've got to think realistically. You've got to think about these things, and it's like you know, if it hadn't worked out, it hadn't, but it did, and it worked out because I made it work out. Yeah, I I made it made it work. I said to myself I was going to do something, and I did it. And it's like, and I think, you know, if I would have ever. And the thing is, I didn't give anyone else the opportunity to be able to give me their input. Because, because that is like a thing that people always do. Fuck what everyone else thinks. It's got, they're not living your fucking life. Why are you going to ask someone something? Do you know what? I've got this decision right. And they don't fucking know. They're not in that position. They're never going to be in that position to, to be able to pick that opportunity. So, so just go, nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. This is my life. It's nobody else's life. This is my life. And if I make a decision that ends up being the wrong decision, then I'm happy with that because it was my decision. If I had not done that because of other people's opinions, I would have hated people more than what I do now. I, you know, to, 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 to do it. You know, it, it comes down to, it, it's you. It's about you. Honestly, if there's one thing that people take from, from this is that everything that you do is you. We make, people make mistakes. I've done stuff that, I you know, that uh, idiotic things that, that I've done, you know, whether that's like out of bad decision-making, you know, in my personal life and stuff like that. I have, I'm not proud of some, some of the things I've done. But you know what? It's like, I made that decision. So you've got to live with it, whether yeah. it's the right decision or it's the wrong decision. Don't start sitting there and fucking blaming everyone else because of a mistake that you made. Just go. I made the decision at that time to do what I I, I needed to do. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and, and that's it. You know, as soon as you start going, oh well, you know, I shouldn't shouldn't have shouldn't have quit my job and I shouldn't have done this and I shouldn't have done that. And it's like you're just weakening you, who you are. You're weakening yourself, belief in yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do what you need to do for you, not for anyone else. I, you, you've said this, and I'm only... The reason why I'm repeating this out loud, as opposed to in my head, is just to put a, a marker in this conversation for myself, really. It's just about... I wonder how many people 
sit and, and make a try and make a decision and it's so clouded by what will this person say, what will this person say, what what if, what if, and they never actually see the path forward because it's so clouded. Yeah. I, I know that I do that. I do know that. So yeah. other people must do it. I think yeah. I'm a bit confident guy. So if I'm doing that, other people must be doing that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, give every, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give everyone a tip. Fuck everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Unless, yeah. They, unless they have... I mean, you know, you're, you're married is, is different. Unless someone has a direct sort of influence on your decision-making, it's nothing to do with them. Yeah. It's nothing to do with them. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you're here once. Do, do what makes you happy, man. Just do what makes you happy. Yeah. If you fail in the process of doing it, you try it. Don't, don't ever sit there thinking, I wish you would have done this. Because by the time you, it comes to it, you're going to be sat in an old people's home with someone wiping your ass, feeding you. Do you know what I mean? You're going to be, you're going to be at a point where you come into the, you're going out the world the same way you come in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't want to be that person. You know, I, 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 I'm just, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I do things, you know, that other people wouldn't do. But if I hadn't done them things, I wouldn't be who I am. Exactly. So, I think I think you've kind of uh, you've you've answered the next question. So I, I'll tell you it was going to be, it was going to be uh, well maybe not. I was going to ask you what's the best advice you've got or or you've you've given to people. So you've kind of I, I think you've, that's the best advice you could give people today is exactly what you've just said. But uh, even regarding like the acting yeah. stuff, is there any bits of wisdom that people have, have given to you that have helped you? Do you know what? I, I don't really ask people, you know, because I, I, like I, I, I watch people. I watch people work, and I, I see see their attributes, and I see how they work and how they they process stuff and they go in. I've never been one to ask questions. I like to watch people. I like to see how people perform and how people do stuff. Um, you know, and I just think sometimes, you know, I think you know you probably get asked a million times a day, and it's just like. I just, I, I want to, I, I want to, I'm not that person. But for, I mean, for me, you know, I, and I'll say it all the time. It's just like, you know, the only person that can fail you is you. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with, it's nothing to do with anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone will say, don't do it. Everyone will tell you not to do it. Everyone will say that you live in a dream. Everyone will say that it's not going to be, a, it's not going to happen or it's not going to, you know, and my, my, my thing is fuck everyone else. You know, it's down to, yep. to you. It's down to you putting your mind to it and pushing forward. And the only, excuse me, the only person that can stop you doing anything in this life is you. You know, it's just you. You know, take 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 all the negativity out, out of everything that's going on and just push push as far forward as you can to, to, to make yourself successful and succeed. You know, and, and you'll do it. You will. You'll do it. You know, you just set, set your goal and set your, your thing so high that... You know, if you fall short, you're still doing amazing. Do you, honestly, you know, it's it's uh, it, it can happen. You know, you've got a plan. You've got to you've got to plan. You've got to prepare. You've got to be prepared to work hard. You've got to have that perseverance. Yeah, you've got to constantly have that self belief in yourself. You know, you've got to wake up every morning and have a reason to be that self motivated that you can push on and and strive forward and continue to 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 do what you need to do to be who you are. Um, 
you know, I've got my boy. My boy's gives me all the inspiration I need. You know, the, the, the last six years, seven years since he's been in my life, I've been completely different. Yeah. Completely different. I'm a completely different person. Um, because he gives me he gives me the motivation to get up every single day and to push forward and to continue what what, what I do. You know, anything that anything that I do now is is something that I wanted to look at and go. My dad did that, so I want to do this, and I, I want to be able to create that 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 sort of inspiring thing, you know. But you know, in terms of giving people sort of advice, it's it's like don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't listen to what other people have got to say, and just do it for you. Just push forward for you. Yeah. Don't push forward. Don't be trying to prove points to other people. Don't be trying to prove anyone else wrong. Just do it for you. You know what I mean? Every single day, get up. Do something that makes you feel better. Do something that makes you know that you're taking one step closer to where it is that you want to be. You know, that could be sitting down and watching a film and going over how someone acts. Yeah. Honestly, it can be that it can be that simple. Yeah. You know, it can be getting it can be getting up and walking an extra half mile on what you, you've been doing. So the clarity in your head clears. It can be anything, but make sure, you know, you want to be every single day one step further than what you were the day before, you know, and it doesn't matter how big that step is, as long as it's it's something positive, it's something that helps you push forward and think, yeah, but yeah, you know, just don't give up on yourself. You know, never give up on yourself. You're here once, you know, fuck what anyone else has to say and do what you want to do. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, right, Lee Charles, you you remain one of my favourite guests ever. Thank you. <laughs> you really, really do. Uh, so as I say, we're recording this, guys, on Thursday. I'll get this edited up and uh, it'll be released on Friday, which is tomorrow. So yeah, just listen. a quick one before we finish. Yep. Make sure everyone checks out One Shot. Uh, it's a new Scott Atkins movie that I've done. Me, Scott Atkins, Ryan Philippe, uh, Ashley Green, and Jess Loudon. Um, it comes out, I believe, in January here. It's out in the USA now. Um, okay. But you know, it, it was it's the, the whole film's filmed in one shot, so it's 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 absolutely you know it's it's yeah. it's a groundbreaking, it's magnificent. And uh, you know, if you like Scott Atkins, if you like my movies, if you like this podcast, please check it out when it comes out. Absolutely, you know, James very hard to get it, to, to to get that out there to people. So make sure you do. I think I think it might be on Sky Movies in January. Don't quote me, but it may be on to so. Definitely. And just uh, actually, just before we, we, we go, what's your uh, Instagram handle for people to follow you? Uh, it's Mr. Lee A. Charles. So if people want to come over and watch me bitch and moan about everyone and call it. <laughs> no, I've calmed down a lot since last, last time we were on. Um, but if you want to come over, I usually stick some. some um, some photos on there that don't stick on all the social media platforms. So it'd be good to and it'd be good to have new followers, you know, come over, you know, say you listen to the podcast. Um, write me a message, probably won't answer you back, but oh, it'd be nice to write me. Um Lately, take take care and honestly, thank you so thank much you. again. It's always good no fun. Problem. It's always good fun. Thank you. Right, God bless you. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.